Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Henry Amar, founder and CEO of MakeItHappen.life, is an award-winning empowerment coach, impact entrepreneur, a creative, and a visionary leader with in-depth experience in the personal development, business leadership, entertainment, real estate, and education industries. Henry has lived many lives and has incredible wisdom behind it. I cannot wait for you to listen to this incredibly inspiring conversation that we had together. I'm so, so, so privileged and honored to call him my friend. I really look up to Henry and everything that he's doing, and I can't wait for you to listen to what he has to say. There's so many things I want to talk to you about, and that's why I kind of wanted to leave it open to just see where our conversation goes. I mean, there's definitely particular questions I want to ask you in regard to, you know, your background and your expertise and what you're bringing out into the world, which is something really huge and amazing. And I can't wait for you to share it with our audience. And, um, but first I want you to tell us about make it happen. I want you to tell us about your story, your previous life and your current life and what led you to be where you are and why we're here in my living room this awesome. afternoon. Awesome. Well, first, thanks for having me. This is amazing. And I'm sure, like, everybody listening to you knows how amazing you are. <laughs> Stop And it's it. all real and it's all true. It's not a facade that she puts on on the mic. Um, so, yeah, thanks for having me. Man, where do I start? So I've had, like, 17 lives, probably. Um, I started when I was in high school. I've always been obsessed with music. I was yeah. that little kid that had his ears on the speaker and tried to imitate everybody. Um, High school, started singing, um, went into the music industry for six or seven years, did all the fun stuff, checked all the boxes, and then realized I was strictly like a very creative artist, but my business sense was not the greatest. And I was like, I probably should get smarter at business. So I went and started a company with somebody, which was crazy. (laughs) And I was yeah, I guess you learn by doing, right? And I've, so backing up, I've been really obsessed with like personal development since I was like a teenager. I know it's like the most random thing. So, and um, so for my, you know, growing up, my parents had $200 in their pocket right before I was born. So growing up, I grew up with these beliefs that, you know, in a sense it was beautiful. Like my parents, they provided, they, you know, we did great things, but, um, but you know, for me growing up, I had these like limiting beliefs and I had these like. These things that I would look at and I would say, huh, okay. But then you'd see other people with like more confidence and some with more success. Yeah. And then I started asking questions like, wait, we're all human beings and we all have free choice. So why that person? Why does that person have confidence? Why does I started asking all these questions. Interesting. And, you know, because I wanted it. Like I was like, I don't want to have these thoughts, you know. And um, as I grew older and I became kind of obsessed with human development because I was one of those scientists on himself, like, okay, let me try this. Does this give you confidence? You try acting a certain way. You're like, okay, that's kind of fake, but it kind of worked. And I just kind of started doing that. And then I started, I got introduced to books and all this other stuff. But um, 
which is which will kind of tell you my navigation through why I make decisions made the decisions I made. So I was in music for a long time with an amazing group of people, um, and then I started a company and we did well. Like we started in LA and we branched it across the world, but. What As, kind of company was it? It was randomly, it was in competitive cheerleading, dance, and leadership. Oh, wow. So it was teaching them how to do the crazy stunts and how to do the crazy gymnastics and choreography. But for me, it wasn't the cheerleading that did it. It was helping people build character through that because it was challenging. You're throwing people like so high in the air and yeah. it's, it's team effort and you have to do that. So, you know, and I realized in that when I started applying the principles of success and life principles to them, they started winning national titles and stuff like that. So I was like, huh, okay, this is working. And you see that they're making life changes. And it's not just like, oh, cool, we got a trophy. Because to me, it wasn't about the trophy. It was yeah. about who you become while you get the trophy, you know? Um, so I did that for a while. And then I had it on my heart. And I always follow that like intuition spirit, you know? One day, um, this is actually a funny story. So I'll share it. So I just felt like, go to USC and do music. And I was like, wait a minute, like, I know music, like, you can't go to a full-time school and do music full-time to be successful. Yeah. And it kept happening over and over and over, those thoughts, and I was like, okay, I'll do whatever, like, I'll follow whatever. How old were you during this time? That was, like, probably early 20s. Okay, so you were, like, you like were being really, like, sorty, you were already, like, confident within or you were really good at like listening to yourself at that time. Especially. At that time, I developed it. Okay, it's a great cool. question. Yeah, it's yeah. A great, so that's probably like a different question, yeah. right? But yeah, that became a big thing for me. It's like I wanted to tune into that part of me that was like infinite or limitless or, you know. So in the discovery through my teenage years and in discovery through like reading and stuff like that, I started to ask those hard questions like, wait a minute, what happens, of course, after this life? Why am I here? Am I, like, what are my limits? Do I have any limits? Like, you start asking all these questions, and then you start meeting people that tune into something so much bigger than themselves, and like, wait, how do they do that? That was one of my questions. Like, how do I get there? Yeah. You know? And I went on a few years of learning that and honing it and realizing, wow, whenever I follow that voice, even if it defies logic, it has given me the biggest blessings in my life. Mm. And I could totally share stories of how I met my wife, how I got into USC, which is the story I was about to share, like everything that didn't make sense logically um, just happened by following that. Um, and then so decided, so I'm driving on the 110 freeway in Los Angeles, for those of you that are not from Los Angeles, <laughs> lots of traffic. It's like mainly traffic. Yeah, it's, it's, like, pretty, it's like a parking freeway. lot that moves. Yeah, That's exactly. <laughs> At a glacial yeah, pace. Yeah, and I was during rush hour, but also, you know when the police like swerve and they stop traffic? Uh-huh. I think that happened because I was stopped for like a while. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, and I'm going to like, I go to my sacred spaces where... Like, I go to spaces that bring me that spirit, that peace. And I was on my way because I was really just staying prayerful about this decision. Because I was like, when I do something, I go all in. So yeah. if I'm going to do this USC thing, I'm not a good, I wasn't a good student. I had five W's on my record from community college because I was in community college. And they said, we're going on tour and we're going to go record. I said, see ya. And oh, I was gone. So this is during, so you, so those W's for the people that don't know are withdrawals, meaning yes. you like withdrew and you were like, okay, I'm going to go do this music yeah. career. And they're worse than F's. Yeah, they are. So, <laughs> like they are worse yeah, than F's. Because it's after you can drop. So I had five of them on my transcript. 
And so I was like, wait, I don't even know, like, USC, but I just, so I'm sitting on the 110 freeway, and literally, I close my eyes, I'm like, I will do anything. I will move to Montana and pick gum off chairs if that's what I'm supposed to do. What am I supposed to do? And I fully, like, surrendered to it. And the second I did that, like, I opened my eyes, and I look up, and I, I could show you the picture on my phone. There was a bus in front of me with a USC logo and music notes all over it. And I felt, just do both and I'll take care of you. And I was like, okay, I guess that's my answer. So I go to community college again, because I obviously wasn't going to get into USC right away with my awesome five Ws. And they're not wins, they're withdrawals. They're <laughs> Turned not out to wins. Be, yeah, five Ws, I'm five and O. Oh. Um, <laughs> and um, so I go back and I knew, like, whenever I hear that voice, I just know that's what's supposed to happen. So I go to Pasadena City College. I'm like, hey, you know, cool. I go see the counselor. I was like, I'm going to go to USC. Like, she's like, no, like, you can't. You're not going to get into USC. I was like, what, what do you mean I'm not going to get into USC? Like, I'm going to USC. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, she's like, you should probably look at other options. And in my head right then and there, I, luckily enough, I had the courage to say, you know what? With all due respect, I'm not going to listen to any other advice you have to give me because you don't believe that I can get to where I'm going. Mm. So any advice you give me is going to deter me, it's, or it's going to come from like a disbelief, you know. Yeah. So I left, and I was like, okay, well that's cool. So I took, I just have into this story, so I guess I'll finish it. So I took um, full loads. I got A's, and I was like, I'm going to USC. I made the announcement to everybody, and I'm running the Relay for Life, which is a fundraiser for cancer. And my sister calls me, this is like toward the end of that year, and she calls me, um, that wasn't my stomach, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that's chewy, <laughs> sorry. The cutest dog ever, by the way, you have to see this dog, it's <laughs> so cute. <laughs> um, and I call, my sister calls, she goes, hey, you got an envelope from USC, and I was like, an envelope? And I was like, jeez, an envelope means uh, not good. Packet means good, you Packet know? is good, envelope, we don't yeah. know. So then I was like... Okay, so long story short, um, I didn't get in that year. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, but, but, like, what? And, you know, in my head I'm thinking, what was that feeling? I was like, you know what, I guess I'm, I was like, I have two choices now. Do I go back to doing what I do? Or do I still pursue this USC that I felt? And I felt like, no, pursue it. So I was like, okay, so what do I have to do? So I call USC, I was like, maybe I need to appeal this. Maybe that's what it is. They're like, no, and you know, when people reapply, the chances of getting in are like slimmer. And I was like, oh. okay, okay. But I was like, no, I know that I'm supposed to go there. Like, I just knew it. Long story short, I go back. I take like a full load. I took 20 units. I got straight A's. I wasn't like a math person. I got like this, found this $5 tutor that was willing to tutor me at five bucks. <laughs> got straight A's, started like this leadership stuff. And then a year later, I am like sitting there on my computer, and I had that same feeling, like, stay up tonight. It's like 10.30 p.m. I was like, okay. 11.30, stay up tonight. 12.30 a.m., stay up tonight. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so tired. 1.30 a.m., stay up tonight. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this, what is going to happen? And then literally at 2.30 in the morning that night, um, or that morning, I should say, I get this, like, feeling, and then I get an email, and it's USC. And it says, you have 24 hours to let us know if you're coming in. Here's your financial aid package. And I click it, and it was, my tuition was all paid for. Like full tuition what? was paid for, and that was. And then the crazier part is my very last semester, and this will lead to my next part of my life. My last semester, um, like which I wouldn't have had had I gotten in the year before. I uh, this new professor is coming in to teach. He's a you know adjunct professor, one of the most successful 
guys in real estate business in the world. Like he brokered a $39 billion deal himself. Like, wow. well, he like put it together, his company did, but he put it together. And everybody wanted to try to talk to this guy. And I guess he comes and every, and I get emails from everybody like, hey, he's looking for a TA and everybody's pointing at you. And I was like, he'd love to meet you. I said, absolutely. So I go meet him and I become his TA and we become really close friends. And, um, and then fast forward, he keeps telling me, you gotta meet this guy, you gotta meet this guy, Jeff, you gotta meet this guy, Jeff. I was like, sure. He's like, that's where you need to go work. Trust me, that's where you need to go work. So he introduces me to Jeff. I meet Jeff, and Jeff tells me, I would never, he goes, we're so busy, we're not, you know, the only reason I met with you is because, you know, Steve recommended you, because he's very well respected, an amazing human being, one of the best people I know. And um, he, uh, and so I'm with Jeff, and all of a sudden I get this job at Worth Real Estate Group, where I was, my commercial real estate yeah. and development job. And in three years, I became director of investments for this like, huge portfolio, which normally takes, I got to do so much, which normally takes people like nine, eight, nine, ten years to get wow. to. Yeah. I was able to do so. I thought what seemed like a setback to me that one year actually boosted me forward like six or seven years. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have met Steve, who's an amazing friend of mine. I wouldn't have had the experience I've had for the previous three years before Make It Happen Life. And I was able to work on and touch about $2 billion worth of real estate in, in, three, in those three years and in different facets and work on them. So it was really fascinating. And I worked on them directly with the, the head of the company and the number two guy and me and those analysts. So like those four of us. So amazing team. So um, anyways, long story short. So I went from music to that business to USC, Marshall School of Business. Oh my goodness. To Real estate development. This and, isn't just real estate development, though. This is like the pinnacle of real estate, right? Yeah, I mean, they're like, really good. They, they do, <laughs> they're really good. <laughs> they, they do a lot of stuff. They're, they're an incredible team, one of the best yeah. out there, in my opinion. Uh, and they, um, they also, yeah, they do, they own, yeah, they pretty much own a ton in LA. Like Burbank Media District own like 70% of it. Wow. Um, so it's, it's really awesome. It was, and they're smart. And for me, I had the opportunity to sit in some of the smartest people wow. in business and in life. So for me, it was such a beautiful education in so many yeah. ways. What a great blessing. It says a lot about how you came to develop what you did and what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay. So you had this really incredible experience. You worked really hard for it. You were fortunate enough to be able to have these experiences. Mm -hmm. And then what? So, um, for me, it's, I love to challenge myself. I love to grow. Growth yeah. is, is big for me. Um, but, you know, so in 2015, my mom had gotten sick with cancer. And, you know, I was in the, that, you know, with this job, like, you know, all in and stuff like that. And then my mom got really, really sick. And I, throughout this whole time, my passion has always been to serve and give and, and share whatever knowledge or wisdom I have to give it back because mm -hmm. I've seen it change my life. Yeah. In terms of who I am, who I've become, I used to be really passive. I'm obviously not passive anymore. I used to have a little, like all of us have like little insecure, like insecurity here and there, but I used to be totally insecure. Now I am so much more confident. I used to have limiting beliefs about like just everything, and I've broken so much of them. And I see, you know, how I've been able to cultivate those things in my life. Yeah. So giving those things back has always been a really important thing for me. Um, so I've always, even though I was at the real estate job, mm -hmm. I would always go speak. Like I would sometimes get called to go speak at different groups, organizations across the country. And, um, 
And then, so I, that's always been my passion and a gift that I feel like I've been given. And it's not arrogantly saying that. And I feel like everybody should own their gifts because it's a gift. And if you mm -hmm. don't own it, you can't claim it and you can't give it back. Yeah. You know, so I had to say, you know what, these are my gifts and I have to accept them and honor them and fully cultivate them because they're gifts, not for me, but they're gifts to the world. Yeah. Like I've been given gifts to give back. Yeah. And um, so looking at my mom, I would be in the hospital with her for like 12 hours and I would look over at her and I would say, wow, like when that's me, you know, God forbid it's anytime soon, but when that's me, what am I going to say that I, I just did a $200 million deal and it was cool and I have an Ocean View office on the 16th floor in Santa Monica or, or am I going to say I use my gifts and my talents that everything that, you know, God gave me and I put it back on the table and said, gave it all back. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't say that even though I had the sexy job and the sexy everything. And I realized that I was, I was closing out a part of myself mm. that was really important to give back to the world. And, you know, as my mom got sicker and, and everything, um, you know, she had passed away last year in March. And after that, I, had, I got a phone call and I was sitting there like just kind of pondering, meditating, praying. And I said, you know, how do I use my gifts? And then I got a text message like not long after saying, hey, we need you to come um, we need you to come and uh, speak to our group. Can you come and share? This was a teenage group in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And I said, absolutely. She said, well, will you come to a weekend here with us? Like, put on an event. I said, absolutely. Um, so I sent an itinerary, and the first day was 10 hours, and the second day was 8 hours. And I get a phone call back, and the lady's like, um, Henry, everybody thinks you're crazy. I said, I am. <laughs> I am crazy. And she's like, she's like, 10 hours with teenagers, they can't sit for two. She goes, I told them to trust you, but are you sure? And I said, I'm positive. I'm 100% sure. She said, okay. So I show up that morning and, you know, we do the event. And at the end of that day, I literally remember two of them coming out. Like, all of them were like, wait, it's already, it's already what? It's already 8 p.m.? This is crazy. And they, were, and they were excited. Like, we'll be back next day. We're excited to come back. And at that moment, it clicked. No, you know, the younger generation is hungry for truth mm -hmm. and real talk mm -hmm. and, you know, that stuff. But they're not going to go watch a TED Talk. Yeah. You know, they're not going to go, they may not, most of them will go to see Tony Robbins, even though Tony is amazing. They may not go watch Oprah Winfrey, Super for Soul Sundays, or whatever those things are. So how do we speak their language? You know, and um, I said, I need to, I need to do this. I, just, I need to create this. And um, pondered it, you know, talked to my boss, and everybody thought I was nuts for leaving this job. And then one day I was second guessing it and um, you know, the next day was really remarkable. We had a really powerful experience. One girl was um, harmful to herself and, and uh, just was able to channel something at that moment to share with them mm. that triggered a change in her, which one was cool. One of the teenagers that you were yeah, speaking to, yes. That triggered a change in her and um, it was really powerful because um, she's an amazing, beautiful person. And um, she was a total answer to my prayer because a month and a half, like a month later, I was going to leave my job in about three weeks after that because I told him I finished this project. Mm -hmm. I'm like sitting there thinking, man, am I doing the right thing? Like I'm married. I'm about to go from income to zero to start something totally from scratch. I've been an entrepreneur before. I know the hustle. I know the grind. And I'm okay with it because it's, there's a purpose behind it. And literally, I get a Snapchat from that girl. And she said, hey, Henry, I didn't know how else to, how else to find you. I figured I'd send you a message on Snapchat. I hope that's okay. Um, I want you to know that um, I've been enrolled in this thing, and they asked me what one of my most inspirational quotes has been. She goes, I quote something you said at that event every single day. And, it, and she said, 
And she said all this really beautiful stuff. And she said, I never want you to stop sharing. The world needs to hear your message. And at that moment, I was like, I am literally, I'm for sure done with that, with, with the job. So I put real estate on pause. I'll probably start a fund at some point um, when things are settled later on in my life. But at that point, I literally went, went out and said, I'm going to create something that will speak truth and light and transformation, like in, in, in the best way, in the people's own way, right? Because yeah. all of us have that. And um, so August, um, left my job, went for a month to San Diego to immerse myself in like an NLP, hypnotherapy, yeah. like life training stuff to add, just continue to add on to mm -hmm. my knowledge and then created makeahappen.life. <gasps> oh, so exciting. There's so much, this is all so, so I, like I concise, like, right? I talked for like 17 years. So No, that's totally, that's okay. good. That's a long story and it's so good. And there's so many questions I want to ask you about everything. It's like, oh, I want to ask you about that. <laughs> I want to ask you about that. So uh, I'll try and you know, keep it chronological. But the first thing is in regard to like this, I call it divine guidance, mm -hmm. right? We taught you and I, like, you know, we've talked, you, you've told me these stories before, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I love that you are attuned to that, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that my question to you is for, you know, our listeners or for people out there listening to this, uh, they may be saying like, Oh, of course, Henry, those are totally clear signs, you know, but like in my life, maybe I don't see those mm -hmm. signs, you know? So how would you give somebody like that some advice? That's why I kept asking about like your inner listening. And it's like you said, from a young age, you always had this calling, you know, but mm -hmm. it's like, how do you recognize that? That's a beautiful question. First, I think everybody can be in tune with something in themselves. I think there's a power and a, 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 all this, the virtues that we talk about, the confidence, the love, the power, the peace. I truly believe it resides in every one of us, but I think we mask it with a bunch of stuff. Um, that voice, I remember somebody told me that before I really believed it was for me, somebody's like, yeah, so, you know, you know, whether it's God for you or whether it's intuition, whatever you want to call it, you, you can attach whatever name you want to it, but I believe it's there, you know? And uh, my, my friend was like, yeah, so, you know, have you talked to God about it? You know, and I was like, this guy, in my head, I'm thinking, this guy's from the Looney Tunes Circus. And I'm like, <laughs> like, and I was just smiling at him, like, yeah, we're at Tony Romans, we're eating. I'm like, cool, yeah, all right. Yeah, I, I don't think he's the guy I'm asking advice from, because, you know. So, but, you know, I started to see a pattern in different people, mm -hmm. and because I thought, okay, they've done it, but I, I've, I've felt the calling before, and I felt like inspiration, but not at the level that I've seen it in people. Yeah. And then I said, okay. So how can I develop it? And one thing that helped me a lot in developing it was truly using it to serve. Mm. You know, yeah. it was every day I'm going to stay in tune. And even if it's not the guidance or it is, if I feel like it's right, I'm going to do it. Just so the more I honor it, the more it'll open. And that's what I, that was my belief. And I, I believe that now, like the more we honor that voice, whether you may think it's your own thought, like say you're sitting there, you wake up one morning and somebody pops into your mind and you just keep going. That might have been a prompting for you to go out and call that person and be a light for them. And I believe the more we exercise that muscle, the more it expands. At first it was always like, okay, well, you know, which I just some pops in my head, I'm like, I'm just gonna call them and share light with them. So, hey, what's up, it's one blah, blah, blah. Don't know if that's what I was supposed to do. And then it got like a little bit more and I was like, whoa. And then one day, every day, I remember when I first started to like just kind of pray and meditate, I felt kind of silly 
because I felt like I was talking to myself and just sitting there with like these crazy thoughts that yeah, I have. Yeah. But um, like anything, I think sometimes you just have to like, your thoughts are going to come, but you can distinguish to me, it's a feeling between like my heart and my mind that just is, is this peace. It's like, it's like has a peaceful, loving wrap around it, you mm, know? Mm-hmm. And, but for me, it's like, just honor what you think is right at that moment yeah. and seek for it. Yeah. And, and I'm, you know, I'm just reading The Alchemist again, where he kind of sees a ton of things like that, yeah. where, you know, he sees the, the sign from that light right there or the fire, you're looking at it. But for me, it started small, mm. you know, and then I had a big experience one day and I was like, whoa, this is really there. But in order to, I feel like there's three steps to it. I feel like you have to have a desire, okay. like a sincere desire. And then I have to feel like, then I, then I have to, then I feel like you have to really pause and say, all right, well, with this desire, what am I willing to do about this desire? Because okay. the desire by itself kind of fizzles. So for me, it's taking the time. We live in such a busy world, yeah. but it's taking the time to, and a lot of people do yoga, which is awesome, which is yeah. what you're so good at. And um, you're good at so many things. And, um, <laughs> and like, so, but taking that time to connect. Yeah. Because th- there's an infinite connection. And finding that station, it's like being on one o whatever station you listen to, say it's like 102.7 is a pop station in LA, but say you're at 102.9, maybe it's just a little shift that you need. It's, it may not be a big shift. It's just two degrees. And it's being able to sit with and love yourself and accept yourself where you are. And so the second thing is, what are you willing to do you know, to receive that? Are you willing to pause and get out and, and be uncomfortable? For me, as you can tell, I talk a lot. Um, <laughs> So it's hard for me to sit there for like a little while. I'm like, huh. <laughs> You're like, uh. You know? And then the third thing is just do. Just to, if you feel something, just take the action. Because a lot of the things that I did didn't make logical sense. And I'm not saying, if it's safe, of course. Like I'm right. not saying go and, you know, um, do something crazy. But take the little actions and, and listen and just believe that there is a, so with the desire and belief, just your action, I feel like there's momentum that builds. And for me, I never used to be this in tune, and I hope I get even more in tune. Yeah. But I truly believe that it's for everybody. And I think if you have the desire for it, and if you have the inclination for it, that means you're, you're like, you're a third or halfway there. Yeah, oh, that's so beautiful, and it's so true. And I think that that's, those are great guidelines to give to somebody who is struggling with that or struggling with connecting to something mm. bigger than themselves, yeah. you know? Um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is you talked about how you almost had to unlearn the limitation, right? Mm -hmm. That's how I gathered it. Yeah. Because you felt limited uh, Mm -hmm. during maybe the earlier years of your life. Can you tell us a little bit about that limitation, where it came from and what you did to overcome that, that feeling? Absolutely. I think all of us have limiting beliefs in some way, shape or form, right? It's what we do. It's why, you know, we want this thing and why aren't we there? It's because there's some, something blocking it because mm-hmm. if I was there mentally. So it's understanding those limiting beliefs. And I think first, you know, at an early age, and I've developed it even more now, it's self-awareness without being hard on yourself is so important. Yeah. It's a loving self-awareness. Um, and to me, it's because I think if sometimes when we're self-aware, we tend to look at only the bad things and we beat ourselves up over those bad things. You know, when A, that's doesn't serve anybody. Yeah. Doesn't serve you, doesn't serve the world. Um, so first, it's having self-awareness, but 
making sure it's a loving self-awareness yeah. um, where I can look at my strengths and own them, but I could also understand where my limiting beliefs are and where I fall short and just own those things um, and say, okay, this is where I'm at and how can I, what do I, how can I overcome them? How can I step into my true greatness, right? So at a young age, um, realizing, so I used to A, be really passive, meaning like I wouldn't share my opinion, yeah. which is obviously not the case now. <laughs> like who was that person? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to know what that was like. Yeah, so life. my nickname, my, I, my old singing group used to call me passive. That was my nickname. Because they're like, are you going to tell us what you think? I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Everything's cool. Everything's cool. No, that's good. And it was like, and then, um, and then in terms of like success and things. So when I was a kid, you know, I told you my parents had $200 before yeah. I was born. You know, we were in, living in a one-bedroom place, and in the one bedroom, it only fit my parents' bed and our bed. Mm. We had a bunk bed, my sister and I. And I realized, you know, in doing a lot of this, you know, some of the stuff now, I realize why. Like, I do, I don't know if you've heard of, like, timeline coaching and other, other type of coaching where you literally walk back and you, your subconscious can let you know mm. kind of where this belief is formulated. I know, I've never heard of that before. It sounds really interesting. Really Tell me cool. about it. Okay, so you literally, like, for me, it was... I went back with this feeling and I went back to a space and it took me to this place when I was a kid and I'm looking at my parents' room because our subconscious mind communicates via images and feelings, right? Like yeah. it's, it, it's imagery. So it literally took me back and I was looking at that bedroom and the word that popped in my head was, at that moment, I believe that life is a struggle. That's the belief that I said about life. Now, mind you, some of these limiting beliefs serve us really well. My work ethic is crazy. <laughs> but it's because I thought life is a struggle, so right. I have to work extremely hard. Right. So it served me to an extent, but it blocked me after mm. a certain extent. Okay. So some of the limiting beliefs are there, and they, they work us to a certain point. They protect us, or they work us to a certain point, but they don't serve us anymore. Mm. So I developed that belief and I kind of went back and I, through timeline and through other stuff, like I rewired that to mean opportunity oh. because my parents had $200 and now we have a one bedroom place. Yeah. So as a kid, I saw struggle. So it's reframing and rewiring that moment because we can technically go back because one thing we know about the subconscious mind is it doesn't really even know between, the difference between what's imagined and what's real. So as an example, and this will lead to an exercise that you could do, is um, if you're ever really, really upset at somebody and you're so mad and your body tenses up and you're like, mm. you're tense and your voice gets louder and all of a sudden you find out they didn't do it. Oh, but, the worst. But yeah, but your body thought it did it, yeah. so your body reacted. Or like when you're looking at uh, um, TV and they're cutting a lemon and they're squeezing the lemon. Yeah. I mean, even if you imagine it right now, like imagine me squeezing a lemon, your mouth may even salivate a little bit. And on an extreme version, I don't know if you want, this one's kind of extreme, but like, I won't use that example. It's, but, but, Why? So, Give okay, us the fine. goods, so like, Or like guys that get an erection, right? Because they think something's about to yeah. happen, but nothing's going to happen. Sorry. Right. You know, like, <laughs> so, so like your body thinks, so it reacts. It yeah. releases those chemicals that react to whatever emotion that calls for. Yeah. So one of the exercises that we, you can do, and even going back and reframing that is, if you can create enough emotion and a vivid visualization of the experience you want to have, okay. like a true deep, like it's not like I can do this and I'm imagining, but like literally sitting in it and feeling it and allowing your body to experience it mm -hmm. without experiencing it. Right. You know, and sometimes you have to experience it multiple times, right? Yeah. Like I can experience 
something I'm doing tomorrow. I can remember the future. Right. You know, okay. tomorrow multiple times. Yeah. So when that comes, I'm a little bit more, my nervous system and my mindset's a little bit more wired to approach that differently. Okay. Um, so, you know, it, so looking at life was a struggle and I realized that I overcame a lot of it, but I still had these like a couple of strings that were attached to the mm, floor. Okay. And the more tools that I learned, the more I realized like I can cut these strings. And so one of it is really diving into my emotional, like the emotional part of it. Cause yeah. emotions are chemicals that are released based on a trigger mm-hmm. and everything that we do. And this doesn't make sense maybe, but everything we do serves it believes it's doing it for our benefit. Yeah. So if, I, if I'm overeating or if I'm angry or if I'm this, if I'm passive, it was just trying to protect me. Yeah. Because I didn't feel, I, I didn't know at the time I was capable enough to share. Right. Or overeating, it's to protect myself. Maybe I'm putting a buffer over my body because I don't want to be intimate with somebody or maybe oh. I, it's my comfort. It's yeah. where I go. Or, you know, I was working with somebody once who, the only time they had this like loving experience was over the dinner table. So they associated food with love. So, you know, so, you know, whatever those beliefs are, we're doing those beliefs because our subconscious believes that it's good for us, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, so that can be true for good habits and bad habits. Totally. Totally. Right. Yeah. Everything. So rewiring. So an exercise that you said we can do is go back and put ourselves in that emotional state again Mm, to like really put ourselves there. And so then are we meant to create an affirmation or change the feeling of that feeling or sit in the feeling and then think of something else? Like how do we rewire that? That's a great question. So I definitely think affirmations are good, but I think affirmations with emotion behind it, you know, because I could look in the mirror all day and say, like, I am awesome, I am awesome, I am awesome, I'm great, without any emotion behind <laughs> sure. it. And my subconscious just hears, like, it doesn't, it doesn't really penetrate the wall between my conscious and my unconscious. Okay. But getting into my nervous system where I feel it. Like, yeah. like when I say, like, we did this exercise, um, it's interesting, Tony Robbins has a really great thing on it, um, talking about his virtues, and um, he kind of reaffirmed this whole process that I was, I was working through and I had learned before that... Um, Instead of saying, like, you know, I am love. Like, I am love! Like, yelling it like that. Sorry if that's loud on the mic. But, <laughs> you know, it's like, that, does that really exemplify love for you? Oh. Or can you get into that state and say, I am love, feeling that love? Mm. You know, if you want to say, I am, I am, like, one of mine is, I am love. My first one is, I am connected to the divine, to God. Yeah. My second one is, I am love, because I want to be that for people. Yeah. My third one is having, is, I am unbound confidence, which is, like, no limits, like, you need me to do something, I got it. You yeah. call me, I got you, you know? And the fourth one is I am intelligence because I want to receive as much intelligence as I can so I can give it back to the world yeah. and serve where I'm called to serve, you know? In, in serving through my company, through these media things, through all this other stuff that we're doing. But um, So it's a matter of putting the emotion behind those affirmations yeah. um, and really getting into the emotional state to where you can f- let your body release it. Mm. Another thing when you're doing... The affirmations or the visualization is go back to a moment you felt it even for one second so say you you want to really feel confident go back to a moment you felt confident even for one second and talk about it with somebody mm. and describe it take like deep breaths and just really put yourself in that situation and as some people may say on the listening may say I've never had a confident moment in my life so then imagine somebody that's the most confident person you know 
and literally like integrate yourself with them. So the subconscious mind works in imagery, right? So the brighter we make something, the louder we make something, the more close we make something, the more bright we make something, like all those submodalities, the more it like the the more impact it has on us. Yeah, the more integrated it'll become. Totally. Yeah. But if I if I don't want something, I can make it dimmer, I can make it smaller, I can move it away in my imagery and you could feel the difference. Yeah. Um so one other way is some people that I've worked with that don't have that we can we create this whole thing and allow them to get into that emotional state yeah. through somebody else. Um but so yeah, so visualizations, affirmations with emotion in it. Yeah. And Literally just taking some deep breaths and really getting, describing and talking about that experience you've had yeah. and really like allowing your body, your mind, so your whole nervous system gets into it mm. and you start rewiring, rewiring things and not beating yourself up if you don't get it right, but using that as an opportunity to strengthen it. Yeah, to strengthen it and to try again. One of the main, one of the uh, things that I like to, to teach, you know, I, I do a, a workshop or a retreat on intention, right? Or the mm, art of intention. And uh, this is so, I mean, this is really the same thing. Uh, one of the things that, that I say that, you know, my teacher has, has told uh, me is that you have to set an intention that is more compelling, mm. that's bold, that's going to propel you to continue to move more towards it than it is you focusing on your past. Love that. Right? So good. Yeah. So, but that's the same exact thing that you're yeah. saying, right? It's like focusing on those emotions or those things that you want to bring in and dim, you know, I love the visuals that you're giving. It's like really dim the light of the things that are mm -hmm. affecting you in a negative way because I feel like so much of our stress or discomfort mm -hmm. or our own insecurities stem from the brightness of it. Totally. Right? Totally. Or they kind of hang out at the surface mm. and, you know, we need to be able to unravel those things. Yeah. Um, so much. I want to like continue talking that. about these. So, like one little thing to add is understanding the benefit of why we do that. Like oh, if, you, yeah. if we can dive into why do I get stuck in my past, if you can dive into the emotional thing and just put that same benefit in the future. So your subconscious mind like allows you to let go of it, yeah. you know, as well. Like, because if it believes there's a benefit to staying mm -hmm. in the past and you don't fully understand it and it's not included in what you put in the future, yeah. then it's going to keep attaching itself to it. Yeah. If that makes sense. So it does. And, and my question I, to that is what about when somebody, um, like they're doing these practices, right? All of a sudden they're like, you know, listening to this podcast and they're like, oh, I'm going to try and do this visualization and try and do these things. And after about a week, they're like, well, it's not working. Mm. Like how long do you think that it takes for us to begin to really rewire our brain or mind or our belief system? Totally. So I think two answers and they may seem like they contradict, but they don't. <laughs> so I think they could change in a second. Right, but I think sometimes we work ourselves up to be able to make that decision, and we really let go. Oh, right, yeah. so however long it takes is the, if it's <laughs> worth it. Right, but if that's the right answer, because if it's worth it to you, then however long it takes is the right answer. So because it's it, it's worked, and the thing is that so I'll give you an, a perfect example. So one of mine is. I realized that I, this is a funny story, and I don't think that I don't think not a lot of people have heard this story. Oh so this wow, is perfect. great! Let's just set it to yeah. <laughs> Here you go. So, um, I 
I grew so much in terms of like being confident and not being passive, but there are certain instances where I would feel like that binding, that hesitation that I used to feel. I'm like, whoa. And instead of like resisting it, I watch it. I'm like, wait, why'd you show up? What's happening here and what, what triggered that? Like, what's the thing that happened there? And one of them was, so in that company I used to work with, um, the main guy, awesome team, by the way, but for some reason, whenever I'd go share something with them, I'd have this weird feeling, and I don't like weird, like those feelings. I, I want to be free, right? Okay, like, yeah. Henry is about freedom and being free, <laughs> and like not free, like, hug, like, you know, if you hug a tree, it's cool, but like, I'm not going to run down the street, like, skipping free, but I may if I feel like it, <laughs> but um, I would feel this, like, binding, and, you know, with my former boss, he doesn't know this, so if they hear this, it's going to be hilarious, but... One day I go in with this like paper to present when I first started working there and he had a very, very strong personality and, um, you know, and I went in and I shared this thing and I left and I realized, whoa, you're, you're feeling like a little, like I'm aware of how I feel and I was like, this isn't good. Like, it's good. I'm not going to say it's bad, but there's a trigger here that happened. I'm not going to allow this in my life because I don't want to not be able to share and express and feel bound by something outside me. Like, let this insecurity control me or fear control me because I'm, I'm not about that life, right? So, um, so I went home and I literally, I, I called it, I was telling my friend this two days ago, I literally called it like an intolerable, like I will not tolerate being, playing less than what I was born to play. Mm. Like it's an intolerable. That's not even a word in the dictionary. Oh, I love but that. But like, I call it my intolerable. So, so if something happens that day that's an intolerable, I won't tolerate it. I'm going to figure out a way to break it out of my life or expand it, right? Because sometimes it's a strength that just needs to be over to the good side. Yeah. Um, like an example is someone's really sensitive, mm-hmm. right? That's a strength, but could also be a downfall. Someone's passionate. That's a strength, but could also be a downfall if you're an angry person, yeah. right? So. A lot of these are actual strengths. So they're beautiful things. So I don't resist it and beat myself up over it. It's like, Henry, okay, I love you. You're awesome. Um, I don't know why you're triggered. Like, why you feel constrained there? Like, what are you afraid of? What's the deal? It's like, hi, am I afraid of, you know? And then I was like, okay, that's an intolerable. I will find a reason. I'm going to get and do all these things that I tell you to do right now. I'm going to get into that state, emotional state. I'm going to just set the intention in the future. I'm going to find myself sitting in front of him at peace, present, and contributing so much love and light in that conversation. And I, I did it in my head. And then the next day, I found a reason to go into his office. And I did it every day for like, probably, like, I, I probably had no reason. So I was like, Henry, why are you like, what are you, what are you sharing? I'm like, oh, uh, uh, hey, how you doing? <laughs> just <laughs> you know? no reason. You yeah. just show up. I was like, just... I, I will not live with this because every... <laughs> binding in my life is covers some sort of light that I could offer somebody else. Yeah. You know, because, and, and it ended up like, I ended up having an amazing relationship with them. We had amazing conversations Mm. that were very heartfelt. Like after I was able to break that and had I not gotten that out of my system, I never would have realized that we could mutually impact each other and serve each other on such a higher level. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of the story to, to go back to. That took me, you know, a little bit longer than some things take me one day. And I'm like, I will no longer tolerate that. I'm done. I'm sure some people have gone through things. They said, I'm done. That's it. Yeah. 
And because at some point the threshold just tips off and your nervous system says, I'm done. But here's the trick. As soon as you hit that threshold when you're done, if you don't take immediate action, that closes again, you have to start over. So you have to take action when you're in that emotional state. Yeah. Just take action and let your body realize this is your new identity. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it yeah. totally makes sense. I love that story. And it's important for us to recognize when we have those intolerable things come up. Can you mm. give us a couple of examples of what's intolerable? Yeah, totally. So, um, and, and you got to handle it in the best way, but somebody that mistreating you, you're in, you're in a non-healthy relationship. Mm. And you stay in it. Either it's intolerable. Either you need to fix it and find a way to love that person and lift your relationship, or find a way to make something work. You know, whatever that means to that person. Because I can't say go or stay or whatever. Yeah. Um, it it could be your surroundings. It could be um, these limiting beliefs that you have. A big one for me, and I know it's a big one for you, is um, like really living who you're meant to be. Mm -hmm. Like not tolerating yourself living smaller. Yeah. You know. Um, not tolerating in a sense and you, you said it so I love it on your podcast how you said um, except life is perfect and I know that um, people think you're what, what do you mean life is perfect but to me resisting life like I believe life could be one big boot camp for me to grow it's a big playground you know and an intolerable for me is when I become closed-minded and I don't extract good from everything that comes to me wow. and you know, my mother's death was really hard for me, mm -hmm. but it would, there were beautiful moments that we had, and I've grown so much from those moments. And instead of looking back and staying there, I said, I will honor her with my life. She sacrificed for me, and I will honor that sacrifice with who I become. You know, so it's this decision, so I don't tolerate for me. We can make a decision. I will never tolerate playing a victim. Yeah. You know, I could be a victim in something, but I will not let, my, let, not let myself suffer more than I need to. You know, so that could be like a, a, a self-awareness toleration, like where, um, and that's not even the word, but it's, um, I make up it's words all the up. time. That's I'm good. like, like intolerable is we'll not a dictionary. All the stuff, you know. <laughs> no, I like it. It's but, good. Um, so, um, you know, so it could be internal. It could be, I won't tolerate this kind of behavior. But look, it's not like I'm going to be mad at Henry or pissed off at Henry because he's like this. It's like, I love this Henry. And... A year from now, hopefully I'm a billion times better version of Henry, but I'm going to love this Henry because this Henry is the guy that got me to the next Henry. Right. So sometimes we're so mad at like ourselves from 10 years ago. Yeah, we're like, exactly. I can't believe you were like that. I can't believe you did this. Yeah. Or I can't believe that you let this happen. Yeah. Yeah. That same person you're mad at is what got you here today. Yeah. And it's the same. And you loving them and forgiving them is such a huge part. And let them grow up into the person you are today yeah. as well. So. So I love the way that you're, that Henry's talking to Henry, right? There's like a, there's like a tenderness and a love there. And I think this, you know, speaks to our own self-critic or mm -hmm. how we talk to ourselves sometimes or how we talk to ourselves. We would never talk to another person Absolutely. sometimes. So how important is that internal dialogue and how important is the tone of that internal, internal dialogue uh, to our own self-development. Oh my gosh, it's huge. And I love how you said that. You would never let, we would never talk to somebody else like that. We would never let somebody else talk, talk to, to us, us like, like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, uh, who are you talking Especially to? Especially us. Yeah. I'm like, wait, like, what? Um, who, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> Please. But um, <laughs> in a very loving way, of right, course. Of course, I'm, always. Know. But um, 
So yeah, it's huge. Oh my gosh, it's huge. And look, the mind will always go to the negative things. It always looks for survival, right? It's yeah. an old mind. It's, it's a mind that's built to survive. So yeah. it looks for the fears. It looks for, you got to be careful of this. You may not be good enough for this. You may not be good enough for that. But if everybody just paused, like and Eckhart Tolle says it a lot, and a lot of people, but you could hear your thoughts. Your spirit, your heart, your, your soul is not your thoughts. There's two different thoughts going on, like the deeper sense of who you are and these thoughts that are always just trying to make you survive and protect what you already believe. Yeah. So they're really, really important. And the more you, I read this statistic the other day. This was like last week, and I don't know how accurate it is, but it said um, something like 98% of our thoughts are repeated daily. Like we repeat 98% of the thoughts daily. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's something like that's... uh... What, what I've read in, in the study of like neuroscience and mindfulness meditation is that we have um, about 50,000 thoughts per day and about 90% of them are the same Is thing. it 90? Oh my gosh, yeah. it's crazy. Right? So yeah. it's like, what are we thinking? So, but, but it's also important for us to recognize that it's a choice. What we yes. think about. Oh my gosh, one zillion percent. If I don't know the next number above that, but if there was, <laughs> I would say that one. So, um, so like, so I guess it's the the thing that I've realized, and this is probably cultivates my whole the foundation of my whole belief system is the power of choice is one of the greatest gifts we have, mm-hmm. and we give that up so easily, oh, you know. And I think a lot of us tend to sleepwalk throughout the day, or check the boxes off and wake up at night and say, "What happened today?" Mm-hmm. You know when. Life is meant to be lived, like fully lived and not just existed. I love that quote. And like also the power of choice, making the conscious effort. And just because there's a little resistance, like having it be so important to you and living a life that you love, that you wake up excited for, like wake up happy for, all of us can create that. Some of us may think, oh, it's not for me. Like I have this job I don't love. Look, you could start preparing now for a year from now, two years from now to, to yeah. leave your job and start something if it doesn't serve your purpose. You don't have to make some drastic decision, right. you know? But the power of choice, we have to take it back and we have to use that. Like, I love that you said that. And consciously choose our day. Consciously choose our life. Like, be the decider of our life. Like, act and not be the puppet. Like, be the puppeteer, you know? Yeah. Um, that is so big. I, I'm such a fan of that. And that's why, like, one of the models for Make It Happen in Life is create a life you wake up excited for. So I put that on a lot of the, you know, make it happen to life slogans or whatever, because to me, it's about creating that life, not just in terms of career, yeah. but for me, I knew that being in that office was a box for me. It was a very sexy box <laughs> with an ocean view, but it was still a box, <laughs> you know, funny. for me, because it wasn't, some people love it. Some people yeah. like live in That's it. That's their jam. Yeah. And so what is your jam? You know, like what is your passion? And some people are like, well, how do I discover it? Or I have it, but I don't know what to do with it. Just be patient and cultivate it and sit in it. Yeah. And be mindful and be present for a minute and just allow yourself just to be creative and be. But um, anyways, I, want, I go off on rants. And- no, but that's good. But actually, I, this is a perfect segue to you telling us about make it happen.life and what's that, what it's about. 
okay. what you're doing. So um, Make It Happen Life is a basic. The purpose of Make It Happen Life is to bring like real practical transformational inspiration through pop culture mediums, right. meaning media, festivals, music, events. You know. Creating these, so all this, you know, there's so many things in the pipeline for us. Um, so, and, and of course, like through group coaching and group other mm -hmm. stuff like that, but making it speak the language of, you know, everybody, because I, I do work with people that are in their 60s and 70s that are really successful, but it's speaking the language of the younger generation. It's yeah. the millennials, it's Gen Z, you yeah. know, and um, so how do we create that language? How do we make it? to where something they'd want to flip on. How do we modernize TED? Yeah. You know, how do we modernize, you know, all these things that are happening and bringing them to this generation in this world? Right. Um, so right now we just, we have a bunch of short videos up of me just sharing like a minute of goofy insights. <laughs> <laughs> so They're great. And we're going to link them in the show notes so oh, people cool. can check them out. Thank so, you so yeah. much. Um, and um, we're launching a ton of stuff. We're actually just launching a new campaign, a marketing campaign um, this month, which is going to be really interesting to see how it manifests, um, creating a ton of new content, um, partnering with different influencers. Um, one of my friends and I are going to put together an event in, uh, I think, June, bringing a lot of like the celebrity influencers and things like that and bringing this holistic approach to success in life and creating a really cool event. Um, so yoga is included and yes. sound baths. And of course, you can't have yoga without Rosie. Because <laughs> exactly. it's kind of like having like peanut butter without jelly, you know? <laughs> it just so doesn't, good. it doesn't, nice little plug it doesn't go, it. you know? So <laughs> FYI, people. <laughs> That's so. so funny. You know, actually, one of the things that I want to ask you in, in sort of uh, addition to this, you know, and, and you are acting in the world as a light and as a guide, you. so you are living your purpose, and it's beautiful for, for us to all be able to see that because we you inspire us, Thank you know, you. and I think it's so wonderful for you to just make it happen. Thank Shameless you. plug. Um, <laughs> so how important is it for the people in, in, in this realm or, you know, our listeners that are listening to this for, you know, a, a deeper connection or to just get inspired or... Um, are, are looking for tools for living. Um, how important do you think it is, is it to have either a coach or a mentor or oh. a guide in your life? Do you work with any people uh, that you look up to or that coach you? Or oh, Huge. It's humongous. Like to me, I invest so much into myself yeah. because the common denominator in everything we do is ourselves. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to invest in anything, Let's, let's make this machine run at optimal strength. And a lot of times, I mean, I am so self, I, I, I'm not, I, I try to be as self-aware as I can be, but I, when someone else is sitting there and you know, surrounding yourself with a coach or events or whatever, books, this podcast, other podcasts that, that bring light to you, to me, you're constantly feeding your spirit and your soul. If you don't eat, you're not gonna be strong and you need that food, but also an individual coach will be able to extract everything out of you. Mm. Like, I am self-aware, but I need people to sit there and juice Henry and say, nope, sorry, like, I had this, um, I'm pretty transparent, I had this crazy, um, I have this 
very, very, very <laughs> ambitious goal. Very ambitious to where it stretches me. Like you said, you have to put bold intentions, yeah, yeah, right? That's right? This one stretches the heck out of me, right? <laughs> and I, this is hilarious. Oh my gosh. So I'm talking to my sister on the phone and I'm like, you know what? This is, I know this is a crazy goal, but if I have any limiting beliefs that block me from this goal, I want to feel so uncomfortable because we make changes because of pain and pleasure, oh. right? So I said, I want to feel so uncomfortable until I break that belief so I can accomplish my goal. I kid you not. I hang up the phone, maybe like five messages poking at that one thing. Like, so it's a financial goal, you know? Like literally, I hang up the phone and I get like one text. Hey, so that invoice we told you, we're going to invoice you in June. We're actually going to bring it to now. We need it soon. It's like a hefty one and all this stuff because we're investing a lot of money into all these really cool things we're doing. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, all these things happen. And all of a sudden, my trigger just went bing. And I was like, I have some. Okay, this is good. Wow. And it was like my mind was like, you know, it, I got in this state and I was like, well, I haven't felt this uncomfortable in a while. Like, it was, ex it was very extreme, like, all in a matter of two hours. Wow. And, you know, so careful what you say, because <laughs> yeah. it will happen. And I, call, I texted my sister, I was like, dude, yeah. just so you know, what I told you is happening. Wow. And it was for a week. I was so uncomfortable, and I'd step in, and I would work it out. But I, I truly believe that nothing that happens in our lives is bigger than us. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're going through something that's really hard, take it as a compliment. Yeah. Right? Um, so at that point, I was like, okay, thank you, but this is crazy. And I had to have somebody outside of me say, Henry, and it's, sometimes they'll even say the thing that you say to yourself, <laughs> and sometimes it's different. Yeah, yeah. But it's somebody like not letting you tolerate a lower version of you. Right. Somebody else keeping you accountable for your intolerables. Exactly. And, <laughs> and like helping you find new ways to achieve. Because I, while I study this like crazy, I'm obsessed with this stuff, I'm constantly learning. And yeah. I, you know, so I think a coach is humongous. And if you yeah. don't have one, I highly recommend you get a coach. And I highly recommend you find somebody that feels the best yeah. to you, that suits you, and that challenges you and doesn't just... Pat you on the back and say, go, keep yeah, going. Yeah, keep going. Everything's great. It's like, no, you want somebody that's going to ask you those probing questions and mm -hmm. that's going to push you to becoming the best version of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Thank you for, for that. Can um, I share one thing that came to my mind? Yes. I just feel like I should say this and I always just follow what I feel, but like, you're important. Like, you are important and you may not believe it yet or you may not fully realize it yet. But you are. Whoever's listening, you, me, you're important enough to love yourself. You're important enough to live a happy life. And you're important enough to actually create your life and take charge of it. And you're capable of it. So if you think it's not you, this is you. Everybody is. And you may think you're not as good as the next person, but you are. That greatness is already inside of you. And it sounds cheesy and cliche, but it's true. And I'm speaking about it from a personal standpoint. I used to feel not good enough. I used to never share my voice. I used to never share this. But sometimes the people that have the hardest time actually have something really incredible to share. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody does personally in their own right. You know, this may be my medium, you know, and this is your medium. And somebody's medium may be a teacher. Somebody's medium may be at their office, yeah. whatever it is. But I just really felt like I needed to say, like, 
whoever's listening and you are important and you're important enough to take action and not settle in your life. I just feel like I should. Mm, thank you so much. I think that we can't ever hear that enough, mm -hmm. all of us. Uh, so thank you for that. So I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, I just have a couple more questions mm -hmm. for you. Uh, one of them being, what are some words of wisdom that you live by? Ooh, great question. Um, <laughs> words of wisdom that I live by that really, I am, that I am, there's a, there's a background belief that I can become whoever I decide and that I can, I can create the best version of Henry and it's in my control. Mm. And the only thing I can control, and this, is just, this kind of tags onto it, I create more peace in my life because I, can, I only control the things that I can control. And the rest of them, I'll do what I can and the rest of them I give them to God. And I'm like, this is what I can do, and this is what I'm going to do. My mom, this is all I could do. I did the best I could. I loved her more than I ever could imagine, and I couldn't control the outcome. So I gave it to God, and, I, and I'm resting in those things that I can't control. And there's that whole serenity prayer. You know, God grant me the serenity, you know, the peace to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. We could change a lot of things, but it starts internal first. Mm. Um, so those are two really big ones I live by and that, um, that I truly believe everybody has, in, including myself, has a light and a calling to give to the world um, and a love to give to the world, starting with their family and you know, going out, outward. But you know, some people may not have similar family or a you know, healthy one, but providing it in what way you can and if they're not acting a certain way, you do what you can and you give the rest away. Yeah. You know, so those are kind of a couple of things. Mm, no, that's great. That's great. So part of this podcast and what I'm doing in the world is uh, about radical love, right? It's radical love, radical self-acceptance. And so it's out of this belief, uh, pretty much everything that you're saying, right? How you live your life is that we are all important. We all have special gifts. We're all unlimited in our own abilities and power. And we are all radically loved by source, God, presence, whatever it is, the universe supports us yeah. regardless of what we think our character defects are. So the next two questions for you are is number one, how do you feel radically loved? And what do you radically love? Mm, that's a great question. Um, how do I feel it? I feel it in different realms. Um, I feel it when I am genuinely still and I, from a source, and I feel it when I'm serving, mm -hmm. when I'm using my gifts to help somebody. As weird as it sounds, when I'm loving, I feel it the most. Um, and when I know that one of my mottos, one of my biggest ones actually, and I didn't think about it earlier, is really Wherever you are, make sure everything is left better than it was than before you got there. So if it's a business, if it's a person, if it's anything, I need to come in and I need to be present enough to where in this conversation, hopefully in some way, shape, or form, I was able to like bless your life and serve you and love you in the way that you need it at that moment. No matter who we are, I need it. We all need it, right? Um, so I feel it when I'm 
true to that statement, when I'm aware of that, um, I feel it when I see love in other people, like when I see a, someone doing that same thing for somebody else. Um, I feel it when um, somebody is, um, yeah, so many ways. I think, I feel it when I s stop to actually be aware of it. Like right now when I was thinking about it, I was like, love. And as weird as it sounds and as like hippie as it sounds, like I was looking outside, I was like, you know, if you pause and you look at the trees outside and you recognize how blessed we are in this world and be in gratitude, like I feel it right now. You know, um, so that's how I feel it. Um, what do I radically love? Oh, man. I love... Man, it sounds cliche, but now I, I like love life and what, what um, there is to come because I realize that it's mine to create and it's a playground. And granted, look, people that see me know that I smile like 23-7, um, but I struggle through stuff. You know, I have really difficult trials like all the time. And I think that's why I've developed into who I am. Um, and so I'm diverting with this like other thought. But I remember when I was reading one of the books, um, I was reading this book that said, um, I think it was Michael Jordan when his, someone had murdered his father. He said I had two options. I could own it or I could play the victim. And I decided to own it. So I decided at that moment to own it. And I realized the second I realized I have the power of control, choice in my life that I could choose it, I became a little bit more excited about life. Um, so I radically love the life and um, man, I love truth. That's actually, that's it. I was, it took me a while to get there. You saw me yeah, think no, through I it. I like it though. It's all everything that you said to get yeah. to this. I love truth. I love, and someone's like, well, what's truth? What rubber resonates to your heart? That's right. Henry, I'm so. like, we can literally have this conversation all day, and I actually we're we're gonna have to do this again. Well, um, thanks for thanks for sorry, I, like talk no, for seventeen hours. No, this is hours. so this is so good, and I I pray that our uh, listeners will email us anything that they want to share or something that they're confident about earlier Please. when you were like, oh, you know, share it with somebody. This is a great, you can email either of us yes, um, and share what you're confident about or what you feel good about because we love to listen. Um, will you tell our listeners where we can find you, all sure. your information, please? So makeithappen.life. You can go on www.makeithappen.life. You can go on Facebook slash makeithappen.life. <laughs> I know. Instagram, what do you think it is? Make it happen. Make If you want to email me, um, you can email me. It's henry at makeithappen.life. There's a lot of makeithappen.life there. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, it's funny because those of you who see my videos or know, like, my intro is always the same. Like, <laughs> what's up, everybody? This is Henry Moore from Make It Happen. I'm getting these random, like, video messages of people imitating me back, and it's really cool. Um, or people that say, like, <laughs> will be sit there, and someone's like, hey, yeah, let's, uh, let's, you guys ready? Let's make it happen. And someone in the background yells, dot life. Dot life. Like, That's cool. <laughs> so, so make it happen dot life is what it is. Um, email me at Henry at make it happen dot life. Yeah, and just, you can follow us on any one of those things. On Twitter, it's not make it happen dot life because they don't let you, it's too long. Oh. So it's M-I-H-D-O-T life. 
Oh, okay. So it's like, it's kind of slangy. Okay, it's slangy. Trying I like cool. it. We will uh, link all of your videos and everything on the show notes, including the picture of that bus with USC. Okay, totally and, will. Yeah, because I think it's cool if we share that. I took it with my like old girl camera, but you'll see it. If yeah, you zoom in, you can perfect. see it. We'll, we'll post it on there. Okay. Um, Henry, I just want to thank you for coming over and hanging out with me, first of all. Thank you. And for being part of this beautiful community and for sharing your wisdom and your light and your love and for doing what you're doing. You're changing so many lives out there. And I am excited to see what you do in the next coming years because I'm going to be right there watching. Thank you. Big oh, fan. Man. And um, that's it. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. And I'm sure those of you listening listen to all the time, you know how awesome she is. But <laughs> she really is. Like, I'm not even just saying that. Like, she's so freaking cool. <laughs> And I'm so honored to be here. So, like, I'm not even just saying that. Like, people okay. that know me know I don't say things to say them, and I'm totally serious. So. Thanks, Henry. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit www.radicallylove.com forward slash podcast to read all about today's guests or past guests. You can click on any of the links or for more information, you can always follow me on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or Twitter at Rosie Acosta and let us know what you thought.